academic success is probably one of the most important outcomes that UW families have for their students. It's also at the top of mind for first-year students as they get ready to start their first quarter. In fact, first-year students tell us that their main concerns include developing study skills, time management, managing academic coursework, and achieving satisfactory grades. One of the biggest misconceptions that we try to overcome is this idea that nobody cares about you when you go to a large public university like the University of Washington. However, this couldn't be further from the truth. At UW, we understand that developing an academic mindset like study skills, time management skills, and managing academic coursework, this matters to a student's academic success. In today's episode of the Husky Huddle Up podcast, we're huddling up with Ryan Burt and Ali Botello from Academic Support Programs. Ryan and Ali lead a great team of peer tutors and academic success coaches who help students prepare for exams, find support on homework, and connect to an entire ecosystem of resources across campus. Well, we are here with our colleagues from academic support programs, Ali and Ryan. Good to have you on the podcast. Um, we're really excited to chat with you today. Uh, Ali, why don't you get us started with a quick introduction about yourself, um, and, and we'll get to know both of you a little bit better today. Yeah, thank you so much, Carlos. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Ali Botello. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm the Academic Success Coaching um, Program Manager with Academic Support Programs at UW. And so I'm originally from Oahu, Hawaii, and then I came here um, to Seattle for my undergraduate experience at Seattle Pacific University, and then went to graduate school at Seattle University, and where I was able to do an internship with academic support programs starting in um, the beginning of 2020. And then from there have been welcomed into the ASP family, into this role later in 2020 and have been here ever since. Awesome, this is great. Brian, how about you? Well, hello, wonderful parents and supporters of the Littles and the Huskies. Um, we're excited to have the chance to talk with you. My name is um, Ryan Burt. I use he, him pronouns. I am director of academic support programs. Um, and we're excited to talk with you all about what that means and how we support your Huskies or future Huskies. Um, I uh, am actually from Washington State. I grew up in Eastern Washington in Spokane. And um, I actually went to Carolina, University of North Carolina for a year, then transferred to University of Washington. So I did um, all my undergrad, almost all my undergrad at UW, and then I did graduate school at University of Washington. So I've been here a long time. Um, but I can, um, I'm very thankful for that. I can speak to um, kind of both of my own experiences in undergraduate, which kind of I think informs um, a bit about how we think about programming and sporting students, um, but also you know i can't leave uh i got a lot of purple in me <laughs> um but yeah i just want to say um i also have a three and a half year old and one and a half year old and so um parents i salute you if you're listening you are magic if you if you're at the point where you're thinking about your your kid being at UW, you are magic and send me notes i think this is a great time to uh start everybody talking about what is academic support program and would love to invite 
uh, our resident historian, Ryan, it seems like, (laughs) 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 to see if we can come all the way from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, Well, yeah. So right now, Academic Support Programs is kind of our larger organization that supports essentially two really important um, columns of support for students. Um, one of the largest multidisciplinary study centers and tutoring centers on campus called CLU, the Center for Learning and Undergraduate Enrichment, and Academic Success Coaching. And Allie and I will talk a bit about um, those different things. Allie is the wonderful person who oversees our coaching program. Um, but to tell you a little bit about the history of um, academic support programs, I would say I have two, for me, kind of two phrases that capture what I think academic support programs is all about. Um, one is um, complex models of support for a diverse student population. So we want each of your um, kids to feel cared for and loved and enriched and supported in our programs. Um, so that's one of them. And a, a, a similar one that I think is kindred to that is um, an academic home away from home for all students. So um, that you feel, um, you know, kind of, you know, a sense of family with our um, crews. Um, so we have, um, we have, um, we hire students at the University of Washington to tutor and coach. And so we kind of really rely on awesome students um, in our work. But the history, so kind of related to those kind of soundbite snapshots of our program, um, originally we were um, only the multidisciplinary learning center, CLUE, the Center for Learning and Undergraduate Enrichment. And CLUE was kind of born in this larger unit that actually Carlos and Nally and I are a part of called Undergraduate Academic Affairs. And I think, you know, maybe about 30 years ago, yes, you can check my math. I think the University of Washington was thinking, okay, we're a large um, public university and we care a lot about research and faculty um, focus on those things, but we also care very much about undergraduates. And so how can we have kind of a centralized unit that's not necessarily affiliated with the department support undergraduates? Um, And so our kind of tutoring center emerged in that space. Um, And and, uh, so, you know, serving a lot of students in kind of a lot of their first and second years at the university. I would say maybe about 15 years ago, the former director of academic support programs started asking questions about the students that were not coming into the learning center. So what students were serving a lot of students here, but oftentimes the students that are coming to the learning center already have um, good habits because that's an important thing to do, study in community. That's a key thing for us, um, study in thinking community, thinking groups. But we're asking questions, who might we be missing? What students might need a different type of support? And we, at that point, um, the director built out um, deeper models of support courses for those students who might need a little more love um, in that regard, who, who might be needs a little more nudge in to come in and, and kind of think through what we call the invisible curriculum, you know, what might not be apparent to all students. Um, and so I would say those courses kind of then grew into what is now our coaching program. Um, I think a lot of the kind of things we're cooking up and coaching um, come out of that um, kind of philosophy. So I'd say to this day, those are actually kind of the two critical pieces of our program, thinking about serving students broadly, because it is um, a large um, public university, but also serving each student individually and showing care and thoughtfulness for each of their kind of identities and ways of being in the world. So um, that's one thing I I guess I'll emphasize for if you're listening is, um, even though it is a large public university, we genuinely care for each of your students and it's important for us to um, support them. 
Well, and I think, uh, you know, and you, you talk about being able to provide, you know, academic support to students and, and being able to, to expand those services. I mean, one of the, the newer approaches um, that you all have taken on is this academic success coaching program. And I've seen coaches pop up, peer coaches pop up across campus, whether it's peer wellness coaches, academic support coaches. Can you talk a little bit about kind of what is the difference between coaching and tutoring um, maybe explain a little bit more about that uh, coaching program. Okay, I guess I can start. And Ryan, if you want to add on more about tutoring or anything. Um, but I think that is such a good question, Carlos. I think that's something uh, we want to let students know about when can they see a tutor? When can they see a coach? What does that look like? And so um, we often say that tutoring is a bit more content specific. And so our tutors at Clue, um, we have many different subject areas in chemistry, math, physics, statistics, economics, computer science and engineering, as well as a writing center. Um, so if students have questions around, maybe they're working on a homework assignment or they're studying for an exam and they would like to um, kind of work with a problem with a tutor or have questions around that subject area, our tutors are great for that. Um, I would say for like writing, it also can be unrelated to maybe academics specifically, but it could be um, an application they're working on um, or a cover letter or some kind of piece um, where they can come to a tutor um, to get support in. Um, and then I would say coaching is a bit more um, holistic in the approach versus specific content area. And so um, while our tutors can support in different coursework, um, our coaches can kind of help with um, different strategies for um, what academic success might look like for them, for that specific student. And so um, I think both our tutoring and coaching experiences are one-on-one -on -one and kind of catered to the student. Um, but for coaching, um, we, coaches often talk about different strategies such as time management, motivation, um, study strategies, connecting to campus resources, and it really is tailored to what is most helpful for the student and what they're looking for. And so our coaches often um, approach this, the session really differently based on what the student might um, be experiencing at UW. Um, we often say if, if a student isn't sure like who to go to, a coach is a really good person person to just like talk to. They're another student at UW. Um, we also train them on um, how to connect with other campus resources. And so if the student isn't sure and the coach isn't sure in the moment, we can still get them that resources or connect them with folks or talk with another student from their point of view of that piece. Um, I think that, I think there's a lot of wonderful pieces, but Ryan, do you want to add anything about um, what might be helpful for folks to know between like tutoring and coaching? No, I think Ali, no, thank you. I think you really captured it well. I think one thing I might share with um, folks is just this metaphor that I talk about a lot um, with our um, kind of students and why I think it's really powerful work, both coaching and tutoring, but, um, and, and why peer to peer support is so critical to us. Um, the, um, I guess from my perspective, one of the beautiful, powerful aspects of our program is that um, 
our coaches and our tutors um, serve as a bridge between what faculty and instructors hope that the students are learning in their class and, and are hopeful that they're learning and what students are actually learning. And I think that's because our coaches and tutors are in classes themselves or in different disciplines departments themselves. So they're closer to the learning experience of your, um, your Huskies, your, your kids. And so they, there's an active translation that they can do based on their own knowledge. It's nothing I could do because I'm not in those classes. It's, it's what they can do. So, um, so I think Allie really captured that well. And I'd say um, for both models, that peer support is really um, kind of an anchor for us. Not all learning centers on campus are, are, are peer-to-peer, but it's it's a central to our philosophy. So I just sprinkle that on there. There's a, a video that we share with first-year students um, where it frames um, your your academic support team as including your, your professors and your instructors, as well as the tutors and teaching assistants and all the other ways that students can get academic support. So I think the way that you, both of you have described it, really kind of sets it up as, you know, this is an entire, you know, um, kind of menu of resources that students should always use as a way to kind of just approach their, their, their academics. Exactly, yeah, I think that's really, thoughtfully said, Carlos, it's like an ecosystem. It's like a learning ecosystem. And I think one critical thing for your Husky, for your little, for your kiddos, um, I think is having kind of a proactive student identity. So they are kind of proactively navigating that ecosystem and reaching out to their professors and connecting with their teaching assistants and and coming in to uh, meet with a coach or a tutor. So I think, yeah, I think that's an awesome point. I think this is really helpful and illuminating for families, regardless of whether or not they've they've attended college, at least even in the United States, it's like what I think tutoring that discussion about subject matter related kind of questions, testing, writing is still here, but it's not necessarily just the one way to kind of approach how to provide support for the Huskies. I love this visual of the team of academic support, including faculty, including professors and instructors. I think that sometimes our families are like, Ooh, you know, they're not as approachable. Actually, they are a part of this really holistic way of saying the focus is learning and the focus is making sure that our students are successful. And, you know, you could be a visual learner, <laughs> like, Maybe you like listening to uh, like podcasts and that's how you learn. Maybe you like to read through, you need to draw things out. And I love the fact that there's, it's peers, it's, it's peer centric as well. And I just wanted to take a little bit of time for families to really ingest that. Like it is not about the test. It is not just solely about the grade. It's really figuring out how best you can manage your time, how best to study, what works well with you, what is the way for you to get this information and understand it? And I really like that aspect of it. Um, I also wanted to ask if most of the coaches are very STEM focused. Um, is that is that a is that a misconception? Because I think that that might be something that our families are like. Well, this has just got to be like math or calculus or maybe some writing. Could you talk about what makes up your uh, your coaching team and your tutoring team? Yeah, that's a super great question, Jenna. I think um, I'll add on about just like 
our coaches and tutors, they love what they do and they love to support students. And I think uh, a lot of the reasoning is because kind of what you mentioned, like they experience those challenges themselves. Uh, they love talking to other students and find and helping students find like what is best for them. Um, students can meet with our coaches or tutors as many times as they would like. They can meet weekly. They can um, a lot of times students build those relationships with coaches and tutors um, in helping them support them throughout that quarter. Um, and I think like what you mentioned about is it just STEM focus? That's such a great question. Um, we try our best to have coaches in many different disciplines all throughout, um, not just STEM. We don't have every single major out there, but um, <laughs> we don't. And it kind of differs year to year depending on our coaching cohort. But we definitely like do have coaches who are like at the moment we have coaches who are education majors, English majors, um, business, communication, informatics, um, students in law school. We have we have um, most of our coaches and tutors are undergraduates, but we also have graduates students as well who have sometimes done their undergraduate um, career at um, UW. And so we have many different majors. I think one thing I'll kind of emphasize is that a lot of our coaches um, and maybe tutors as well, but I know a lot about our coaches' backgrounds, but a lot of our coaches have explored a lot of different majors. Um, a lot of them haven't just like, a lot of them haven't just stuck with one path. They've reimagined their path a lot. And that's a lot of times why they want to be coaches because they know that college isn't always a linear path. It wasn't what they expected. It was hard. Many of them are first generation college students as well, um, but they explored a bunch of things, got to where they are and still are figuring it out as well. But um, I think that's something I'll add. Um, Ryan, I don't know if you want to talk anything else about that piece. I think that's, I think, I think that's really thoughtfully put. I think that was a really great aha moment um, of navigation. And then what a great way to, to recruit students to come work for you. Like, have you tried all the paths? <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> Come work with us. And that's a really great way, it sounds like, um, for folks to meet or learn more about uh, kind of a path less traveled, which is really great. Cheers. You know, I, I feel lucky that, you know, I, I work in the same building that clue tutoring happens with. And so sometimes when I'm leaving the office late, I get to see the setup and kind of the way that the, um, you know, it's in this large, like if you all can imagine, like this large inner atrium of a building, beautiful brick walls, big tables to do work on. Um, and it really is transformed um, for, for clue tutoring. And it's, it's huge, right? It's, it's huge. Um, can you give us an idea of like numbers, right? How many tutors are you working with? How many students take advantage of your programs? Um, because I think that might also be another misconception of, you know, do you have the capacity to support so many students? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. And thanks for kind of painting the picture too, Carlos. So yeah, the, um, maybe I'll start with Clue Alley and I'll pass the baton to, to coaching the, um, so one, so one thing that's helpful to know is Clue is an evening study center and we're open from seven to 11, Sunday through Thursday. So we say if there's school tomorrow, there's Clue tonight. Um, and uh, we 
we will we have um our our building right outside this window here if you can see it um as carlos saying it's kind of modular so in the daytime students there's different classrooms and services like our office where students can get support um, but in the evening we we take it over and um we have our um it becomes our our, our space for studying so we have um math chemistry physics uh biology stats pretty much um a lot you know the majority of a lot of the the, the courses your 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 huskies will take a writing center um as ali had had discussed earlier um uh but we're also online so i think one thing is no matter where your um student is they can see both a tutor or a coach they can come in person or be on campus or um they'll they can do it virtually that's one thing actually that we developed and carried with us um, as a result of the pandemic. We can actually, I think, serve more more students in that regard. Um, we serve, uh, at the Learning Center, we serve, um, you know, thousands of students. We offer um, both one-on-one -on -one tutoring. So a lot of our courses are, um, your students probably will take some larger gateway courses in um, subject area, you know, like math or chemistry. There are common courses that a lot of students have to take. Um, so we both have individual tutoring for those classes. So one-on-one, -on -one, your student can drop in and get support for any class learning. But we also offer exam reviews. So um, for some of the larger kind of, you know, first year and some second year um, courses in math, chemistry, or physics, or for around midterm times, our tutors facilitate conversations around problems that are likely to turn up to, um, to think with your Huskies about how to best approach their midterms and finals. So um, yeah, so we have, so we, we literally serve thousands of students um, uh, every year. Um, but I think as Ali pointed out earlier, it's um, a lot of our students um, are come into our spaces um, weekly. It's not like a one-off thing. They actually kind of set up shop and study in community and, and think together. And, um, and I'll note that because that actually is a really critical aspect of the work that we do. It seems simple, but um, I think it's important to share and mark um, that research demonstrates that um, students that study in community and study in groups and study collectively um, thrive and, and do better at the university than students that study um, by themselves and, and, and focus on just doing that by themselves. And I just want to mention that because I think you should encourage your um, your kids to connect with those resources. They have nothing, um, you know, they're amazing. They're here for a reason. They have nothing to prove just to, you know, kind of chuck it out and do it by by yourself, um, we really think it's important to connect and study in groups. So I just mark that because you'll see that if you kind of see our learning center at night, you'll just see these communities um, studying. Um, uh, but I'll pass the baton to, to Ali um, around the coaching piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, great question. And I think, I can't remember if you mentioned this, Ryan, but I think, Diana, you're asking like how many tutors and coaches we have. Um, we have about 50 tutors um, in different teams. With um, so they each tutor only tutors in that specific subject area. So they have teams like a writing team, a chem team, and they work together as a team to think what is best and how to best support students. Um, and then we also have um, currently we have ten coaches, um, which is our large coaching cohort. Yet um, we might expand a little bit more next year to have um, about twelve, I believe, um, coaches. And so we're excited. Um, to do that um, as well. And I think, um, yeah, so I think that um, kind of with that, like our coaches, uh, I know Ryan kind of 
I don't know if this goes off the question a little bit, but I know Ryan kind of talked about like the space of Clue as well. Um, coaching, um, we have office spaces. Clue's right there outside in Mary Gates Hall Commons. And then we also have um, office spaces in Mary Gates Hall where um, students can meet with a coach one-on-one um, in, an, in a specific office that they have um, and kind of just talk about um, anything that they want to talk about. We know that um, coaching or we know that there's so much more within a folks' college experience um, and there's many different factors that impact it. And so our coaches can kind of help break those down as well. Um, but yeah, I think that might've gone off the question, but is there any other pieces about uh, that would be helpful? I think that's really great. I, what I got from that is, you know, build your pack and keep on building, like, we are Huskies, we are a pack animal. <laughs> we, we are about huddling up with Huskies. You can't huddle up with no one. You know, you have to huddle up with your pack. So uh, I like it. Uh, sorry, we had the uh, shameless plug of the podcast. Um, <laughs> I did what I wanted to. It works, it works, yeah, it works. I, I also love, um, I love centering it in Mary Gates Hall. Uh, this is a really like well-traveled, well-known to all Huskies about what this place is. And we hope that you get a chance when you come and visit to see the energy, the buzz, the, the concentration, the, the collaboration that you can see from within that hall. Um, I also wanted to just expand it a little bit. We've talked a lot about first year students really coming to be a, 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 the majority of, of students that come and see you. I was wondering if there, when, uh, when or if you see second year sophomores, juniors or seniors, do they take advantage of uh, the, this really great uh, support system? Um, and could you talk about that and what that looks like? as you progress <laughs> yeah that's a great question i can kind of start talking about coaching and if you want to add anything about tutoring ryan feel free to um but i think like i think that's such a good question um because i think that's something we hope like students know that whatever year they're in they can come and um get support from us or meet with um our coaches or our tutors i think for, I know we mentioned tutoring being a bit more like content specific um, within coaching. I think that um, that's something I think our coaches have talked about with each other about like quarter to quarter things change and like the study strategies that worked for them in their first year didn't work their junior year or didn't work when they took a different course. Um, things are always ever changing now, um, but I think that's something that our coaches think a lot about is like knowing that like your time as well as like your time management or what is happening in that quarter for you might look really different. So you might need to adjust um, or you might learn that a different learning style works best for you. Um, so I think no matter what year a student is in, they can come meet with our coaches um, to talk about that specific quarter or what they might be experiencing that might have been different from their first year taking upper division courses or maybe being involved in more internships or like um, extracurriculars that time management looks really different or manage or what they might need looks really different. I think we often tend to see um, more students in the spring quarter um, talking about like goal setting or talking about like what to think about in the summer like sometimes our coaches will help 
students think about like what goals do they have for the summer are there like internships or things that they want to accomplish um or what does even next academic year look like um so i think things might look really different quarter to quarter and year to year um but i think that's something like we hope students know that they can come to us when wherever they are um yeah i don't know ryan if you want to add anything yeah i think um to kind of compliment what Ali's saying, I think sometimes I myself imagine um, major transition points that that students are experiencing. So coming in and kind of learning to acclimate to the university in their first year, um, transitioning into a major and learning how to think within their major or their discipline, and that's a slightly different conversation. Um, and then um, transitioning out of the university. So are the, is it going to be a job or graduate school, and what does that look like? And I think um, at all of those points, we are here to support the, and there's more than that, but those are kind of obviously three big ones I think about. Um, and I think our coaches um, and, our, and our tutors are ready to support them in any of those stages. So for instance, um, we hire, like we're actually hiring our, our teams right now. Um, it's, you know, in spring, so we hire for next year. And so hiring on our math team, we look, to see if the tutors have taken upper division math classes. So if we have juniors or seniors coming in, there's at least one or two tutors that can speak to those um, areas. So in that regard, in our writing center, um, you know, as Ali's noting, it's it's kind of cyclical. So students might take major application um, essays in like winter of whatever, you know, year. So when they're applying um, for sure, graduate student applications, graduate school applications, um, um, job letters cover letters so um so for sure i think our our tutors and coaches are um, kind of steeped in the ability to support students at any stage at their time at the university of washington so yeah appreciate y'all raising that that question yeah that's that's great i mean i would i would imagine like a really good tip for a student especially a first year student who is kind of just getting started at the university is to just kind of build these resources into their calendar, right? Like show up at Clue, even if they aren't struggling, because I feel like that, that, that's a, that's a, a thing that I, I, you know, honestly, I've, I've, you know, as a student, um, when I was a student, that, that was really my perception of tutoring was like, okay, if I'm struggling, I will take care, I will take advantage of tutoring. But it, it what I'm hearing is that, you know, this should be part of a student's routine anyway. Exactly. Thank you for marking that, Carlos. I think that's spot on. That is spot on. Like, um, yeah, students, successful students, yeah, are taking advantage of these resources essentially from the get go and have and it's part of their kind of student world and their student way of being. So it's not just like, ah, I mean, we're here for them for sure. After that midterm, it's like, whoa. Um, but yeah, kind of it just acculturate yourself to being part of the, these learning communities. So, yeah, thanks for marking yeah. that. That's important, important. Well, what, what are some other questions that you get or other common misconceptions, um, approaches to your work that, that would be helpful for, for parents and families to, to understand? Um, well, I think, um, I mean, one thing we wanted to make sure before we, you know, while we were chatting with y'all as parents was to talk about some ideas um, to support you in supporting your, your Husky and your, um, and your, I say little. My kids are one and a half and three, so I call them little. So I, that's not appropriate terminology. They're not little. Uh, huskies. Um, uh, but I think a couple of 
things we would love for you all to think about, um, and perhaps it's a misconception on um, how, you know, what language, and maybe not, maybe if, I'm sure some of you have this, but, you know, what language should you use to support your, um, you know, uh, uh, kids as they're navigating um, transitions and, and challenges? And inevitably, um, there will be um, some difficult uh aspect of their journey here maybe it's you know the first midterm that didn't go as they expected or um you know a paper uh, that they that they could have done better on whatever that might be um uh so we wanted to mark for y'all uh, the concept of the growth mindset that we talk a lot about with um students um and it's kind of research based on um, a psychologist named Carol Dweck. And I think we'll link some resources for you all um, on the webpage that this podcast is posted at. And some of you may be familiar, but essentially it's it's moving away from a fixed mindset, which I kind of shorthand as you have it or you don't. Like I can, you know, I'm a good singer or not, or I'm good at math or not. Um, and Dweck encourages to have a growth mindset, which is to say we all have the potential to succeed in these different areas um, if we embrace you know, a process um, of, of learning. And so um, one thing, for instance, uh, if, you know, if your student, um, your Husky is, you know, calls you up after experiencing a challenge on a midterm, language that we might encourage you to use um, rather than saying, well, you know, the, the outcome, what grade did you get? Um, might be, um, how did you prepare um, for the midterm? Talk with me about how you prepared for the midterm. Um, uh, what are you thinking about doing um, differently? Have you reflected on, on that midterm? So focusing on um, the process for them rather than the outcome. So I think um, that's definitely one thing we wanted to mark for you. And we'll share some accessible, maybe like, a, you know, some resources for you to, to kind of check that out. Um, that was one thing. Um, another one thing on a, on a it's a it's a different note, but I think we, we have to navigate a lot. It's, and I think one of the beautiful things that Ali noted about the coaches is that they themselves have pivoted and they have themselves creatively, you know, found new new paths at University of Washington. And I think Jenna's question about kind of like a STEM focus, I think it's true even more than when I many, 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 many years ago was an undergrad at UW. I, I think there is obviously, you know, um, computer science and STEM like courses here, but this is a amazingly diverse um, not just as far as like our amazing students, but um, things you can study here. And I, th I think one thing that would be that is helpful for, for parents to, to think about is, you know, you might have a certain preconceived notion of what you want your, your um, Husky to, to study or what you know, profession you might want them to, to be involved in. But trying to create um, space, and I know that it's a complicated question, but trying to, you know, create space for them to kind of use um, their own curiosity and things that they are interested in as guides as they're thinking through their journey at the University of Washington is really, really important because I know um, students, I mean, Allie and I were just talking with some students last night and they were um, mentioned this, you know, I think some of the pressures that they feel to study specific things or to become certain things, um, that can be powerful, but it but it can also be a, a, a hindrance um, in that um, if they're not if it's not more of their own journey, they, their motivation might drop and they might have challenges around that. And so I think creating space for them to pursue multiple paths, um, I just wanted to mark that um, thing. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think I think it's it's important because both of those things are are um, related to a student's even wellness and ability to you know be able to to bounce back after experiencing failure or setback, and so I'm I really appreciate Ryan you you kind of um, you know highlighting that point of you know the way that a parent and a, or a family member responds to that failure is also um, is also important. I've appreciated this conversation and just kind of give um, all of you a little bit of a moment. Our, our, our listeners, can you take that in a little bit about giving time, giving, uh, allowing your student to talk to you or at least begin that conversation? Sometimes, Ali, Ryan, Carlos, it's really hard to hear like, normal conversation with family how'd that midterm go it feels like the record like scratch right and i i wanted to kind of encourage families to allow your student to have that discussion about the wins the weird stuff <laughs> or even the things that are like oh, i don't know if i did that i don't know if that went well um and and having these really great ways and language to ask about the process, ask about did, how did you prepare? What else did you need? Did you get, you know, how did you feel is, is something that might be easier to do. I know that that's such a shift um, from what high school was like or previous, like, or you might not even have had these types of conversations, but our students reach out to our families when all things happen um, at this point in time. So I really appreciate that you, we have this academic support program where we have fellow students that have gone through the same thing and coaches and tutors that are also really thoughtful and mindful about how to have those conversations, right? Because it does not feel good. I mean, I know when I did not do well in my, uh, in college, I didn't really want to share that. Um, I didn't want to show that level of vulnerability. And I think if we get used to just sharing, like, I really want to figure out why that didn't work for me, feels better than I'm going to hide this F because I feel a lot of, so I, it, it happens. And I think it's, it's a good way for us to say to families, everybody's gone through it and they're so um this is a really great welcoming space <laughs> for that totally and just to add something mm -hmm. to that jenna i really think honestly um i remember listening to we have the uh, fail forward panels where um you know faculty or you know really like oh, amazing people at UW talk about some of their failures and i vividly remember one of the faculty members saying that her biggest failure was not exploring more variety in her undergraduate experience not exploring more courses and that was because she was it was kind of like gpa pr protection she was afraid to take a course that even though it sounded fascinating it might hit, impact her grade negatively and i think to, so I, I think it's connected to what you're saying like allowing that space for kind of like exploration which will include challenge and struggle but also once they do that will open up potential worlds to them to they that none of us can imagine right now so i just wanted to yeah. We are, defi we are definitely going to link to that. I love that series. It feels like um, 
What I love about it is it's uniquely UW to embrace <laughs> those things. We don't, uh, I don't see that often in other um, uh, peer institutions where we have faculty members. I just, I even remember our vice president of student life being up there and talking about just to the entire student audience to hear about what that's like. Um, I think that's a wonderful thing to kind of to have to share with the families as well. Well, we're just cutting at about time. I don't know if there's any last minute. I mean, literally, we can go on and on. Folks, so I don't questions. know if you know, we're big fans um, of these two. We're big fans. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> any last words for our, our listeners? I think just feel free to let us know if you all have any questions. Like, feel free to reach out, and we can link those resources in our website. Um, but... Just thank you for all that you do for your Huskies. Awesome. Well, no, thank you for all that you do for for everyone. Um, and then just another quick plug, both Ryan and Allie will be presenting weekly this summer during family orientation. So if you wanted to get some questions in or get some more details, uh, tune into our family orientation sessions this summer. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. The Husky Huddle Up podcast is a collaboration between the University of Washington first-year programs and parent and family programs to provide parents and families equitable access to information in support of their student success. The Husky Huddle Up is produced by me, Chloe Giselle, a senior in the UW Cinema and Media Studies program.